Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is July 31st, Monday, 2023. This is Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Glamcraft. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is... When we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and willingness to change. At such a moment, there is no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not ready yet. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. A week is more than enough time for us to decide whether or not to accept our destiny. Uh, And this is from The Devil and Miss Prim by Paolo... I've never known how to say his name correctly. Paolo, Kalo, Kalio. Um, obviously an amazing writer. Wrote The Alchemist. Um, just fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. The heat here in New Orleans is terrible. I am someone who is lucky enough to have AC, and with AC. And going out very little, I have to tell you, this is something else. This is just something else. Um, I have just been exhausted. If you're wondering, like, why there were a few days, like, last week or the week before where um, we had reruns on the podcast, it's because I was just so tired. Um, The heat is just making it so difficult to do anything. And uh, today, today, Sunday, I went outside three times today. Um, I went out to walk about two blocks to get a coffee and walk back. I then went to the quarter, walked about three blocks, four blocks from my car to a cafe and then back. And then I walked like three blocks to the grocery store and back and I'm like nauseous. I don't feel well. And I just cannot imagine that this has always been what's been happening. Like, am I, do I just forget? I don't know, but oh, it's miserable, miserable, miserable. Um, I just wanted to share that. So if there's a few days this week where there's a rerun or something, please understand it is not because I don't want to. It is because doing anything is just so hard when it's this hot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but this can't be it. Anyways, moving on to our um, tea today. We're drinking a seance. Actually, I did a um, Lenormand one-on-one with one of our listeners, and she was drinking seance today, too. So that was really fun. Uh, so seance is a chocolate black tea. So it's black tea, cacao nibs, chicory, dark chocolate chips, cacao, and blue cornflour. Um, so if you are just desperate for the dark half of the year, this might be it. So we're going to talk today about chicory. 
And this comes to us from Magical Recipes Online. So chicory is said to have healing properties. It is believed to help with digestive problems. It's a mild laxative. It can be used topically for arthritis. Um, and yeah, apparently it's good for those things. It's also used magically to unlock the powers of this herb, a witch should use the power of three. Ooh, very charmed. Three magical keys unlock its magic. And this is from MagicalRecipesOnline.com. A chicory should be cut with a golden knife as it corresponds to the sun. And the metal of the sun is, uh, you know, gold for the sun. Old grimoires use chicory for another interesting ability. It is believed that if used in certain ways, chicory can grant its bearer invisibility. However, there's no described ritual. This is a questionable website. <laughs> Um, but it is said to help remove obstacles, invisibility, attracting good luck, and more. All right, so we're actually moving into Venus in retrograde. Ooh, mysterious. This is from glamourmagazine.co.uk. You might have heard that the planet Venus is in retrograde and wonder whether we're in for another bout of cosmic chaos. Let's find out. So, Venus is a planet that usually circles the sun faster than the Earth, but during its retrograde, the Earth overtakes it. This creates a backward effect, hence retrograde. Venus is the planet of love, romance, money, beauty, and art. So, Venus retrograde is often connected to relationship changes and financial decisions. Because Venus has seemingly slowed down, however, many see this as a time to be reflective and take stock, making decisions carefully rather than jumping to big conclusions. So this time around, Venus is in retrograde in Leo, meaning you might find that this usually exciting placement is having the opposite effect. Typically, when Venus is in Leo, it's a time of passion, romance, and creativity. Since Venus is the planet of romance and joy, and Leo is associated with optimism, warmth, and confidence. But in retrograde, you might experience social difficulties or potentially even relationship struggles. So what should you do? Well, since Venus is also the planet of beauty, you might want to save making any big aesthetic decisions until she's back on track. So maybe opt out of that big haircut you've been planning or save your inspiration images and come back to them in September. When it comes to relationships, try to take a moment when you come up against any problems, be it disagreements with a partner or like a date that just didn't work out and take a breath. Come back to it once you have a clear head. Ultimately, Venus in retrograde in Leo will challenge us to try exciting new things when it comes to love and beauty. So enjoy it, but don't act too impulsively. We don't want to get over for ran. All right. Oh my gosh. Can we also talk about, like, this is totally random, um, but I saw it on a little 
side article here. Olivia Rodrigo has a new album coming out in September, and I am so excited. I don't know what it is about Olivia Rodrigo's music, but I absolutely love it. It speaks to me on like such a primal level, very similar to Alanis Morissette, and I absolutely adore it. Um, and I was actually worried because I really loved her first album. <laughs> this is so off topic. I really loved her first album. So I was like, oh no, what if it was like a, a you know, just an oddity? Because I'm not really into music. It's like a language I never learned. So I don't have feelings about it the way other people's do. So when I find something I like, it's exciting for me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, finally, there's something I like. I can like be cool now because I like music. Um, but I was really worried that like, oh, maybe this was just a fluke, you know? But then I heard one of the songs from her new album and I absolutely love it and it speaks to me and it's angsty and it's ah, love. So good. I think I'm just really into angst. That might be the secret. But anyways, I'm very excited. All right, witches, um, I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, July 31st. The waxing gibbous moon moves from the high peaks of Capricorn to the wide world of Aquarius today. Here, the moon trines Uranus and conjuncts Pluto. The conjunction to Pluto has us feeling compelled to probe the things that go bump in the night. Our subconscious hides a lot of things that we're not aware that we're hanging on to. The trine to Uranus can have us stumbling upon these things, even if the conjunction to Pluto didn't already have us searching. The best thing to do is to keep your cool. These things may be startling, but they have always been a part of what's driving us. It's much better to handle these things out in the open, where we can see what we're dealing with. Your daily moon mantra is, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside, dreams. Who looks inside, awakens. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkes, the glam witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. All right, so we're actually looking at something from our new printed issue, Witchway Magazine's new printed issue, Witch Today, Volume 3. And this is an article from writer S. Strange, What to Do If You Miss a Spell Ingredient. Super excited to dig into this. 
So S writes, as a beginner, you may have come across a spell and thought, this spell sounds good, but I'm missing one of the ingredients. Magic doesn't have to be expensive, and I often encourage new practitioners to think about things they already have instead of going out and buying everything just to use it once. The problem with pre-made spells is that magic is very personal. In general, using a pre-made spell can be difficult since the author of the spell is maybe unaware of exactly what you're trying to accomplish. Such spells can be a great stepping stone or guide for creating your first spells. Instead of using a spell someone else created exactly, I encourage you to use it as a base. View it as fluid and changeable and try to personalize it. If you make a new dish in the kitchen, you may start out with the recipe you found online. And if it has an ingredient that you don't like or don't have, that typically doesn't stop you, right? So often you can either leave it out or substitute it with something similar. Magic is the same way. Your magic is based on your intention and energy. Your magic is based on everything that you add to it. So everything else is just spice and helps you direct your energy, but none of the things are musts. Now, side note, something I had a conversation with someone recently, and we talked about how, and I actually think we talked about it on here too, but about how there is kind of this mis, mis, I consider it misinformation, but misguidance saying, oh, Completely, the spells don't matter. The origins, the cultures, the histories, the theology, the philosophy, the dogma, the spirituality, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is your intention. And I don't agree with that um, at all. And I'm going to be honest, people I've seen with that mindset typically don't find much success in their work. Um, But it's similar to cooking, right? Just like this article says. Yes, if you you find a recipe online, but if you're not actually competent or knowledgeable in cooking, you may not know if an ingredient can be left out, right? Like not adding celery to the stew, someone who cooks knows that's not a vital part of the stew. It's just flavoring. It's just extra but not adding baking soda to your baked good, that's a little different, right? Now you're not getting your baked good. You know what I mean? So very similar to cooking. Yes, you can like really have fun with it and get creative and exchange things and change things out. But that typically comes with somewhat knowing what you're doing. And I view spell work the same way. Like, yes, you can do all these things, but you still need to bother learning. You still need to bother expanding your mind. You still need to bother understanding the reasoning and the whys of it all. You know, um, for exactly this reason, like with spell work, like let's say you download a spell off the internet from like, let's say your favorite spellcasters Patreon or whatever, and you're like, oh, I don't have a pink candle, but can I still do this spell? And it's like, well, yeah, because like spells have existed before we 
could die candles, right? And like because because you you're smart and you know the history of witchcraft and you've bothered learning, you know that you can make the change with no thoughts, concerns, or worries and no anxiety. But if you don't bother learning, then you might not be quite as confident of what you do need or don't need, right? Okay, I'm continuing on the article. So you might also find that throughout your practice that working with candles helps you focus your energy, but that crystals don't. This is the case for me. Same. If this is the case, there is no need to go out and buy a crystal for the spell if it requires one. Instead, you could substitute it with another candle. And I agree completely. I agree. Right? Like, you learn what works for you. And that's what they're saying when they say use your intuition. Right? You've learned crystals don't do it for me. Let me not waste my time and money acquiring one. Right? But you don't just go, oh, you know what? Like, you, you, you get it. You get it. So now that you know that your energy is unique and you think, but I still don't know where to start. Most spells follow somewhat of the same guidelines. They have tools that have an action. You can define the action. And yeah, so do spell case studies, right? Take a common spell and break it down. Look at the ingredients and go, why do I think the creator of this spell chose these things? Why do I think there's a wand? Why do I think there is burning herbs? Why do I think there's a candle? If you can like bother learning these basics, then you're not going to find yourself like struggling with these, like, you know, these questions or these conundrums. So S continues, if I'm missing an ingredient, I often research which similar items create the same energy. If I don't have a blue candle, I will research what different colors symbolize what I'm looking for or trying to accomplish. So yeah, basically like learning, you know. So let's say you have a spell and it's a money spell and you're like, ooh, there's cinnamon in here. But oh my gosh, I just made a pumpkin pie and I have no more cinnamon. Or I'm like really going hard at like experimenting with like making my own pumpkin spice lattes. And I have just gone through my cinnamon, my cinnamon storage. Oh no. Um, so you're like, oh no, out of cinnamon. But let's be honest, I have set up this whole spell. There are some candles going. I am not going to the store. So the question is, what purpose does the cinnamon play in the money spell? Right? What what purpose does it play? So if it's the only herb, then it's probably the money herb, right? So then you can look into other money herbs, orange, basil right? And you're like, oh, I have basil, right? But let's say there's other money herbs. The cinnamon might just be adding heat, right? To kind of hurry it up. So, if, but you're like, oh, but there's already basil and there's already mint. There's already orange. So the cinnamon is probably playing the heat role to like hurry it, hurry it along. Oh, you know what also adds heat? Cayenne, right? Um, cardamom. Cardamom has a warmth. Ginger. Ginger has warmth. It adds heat. It adds oomph. So you kind of get what, like what, where we're going with this. So like take the effort to kind of just like break down some spells and go, okay, what is the purpose of these ingredients? Do I even need them? Do I not need them? Are we, 
um, using it for something specific. And one, it's just fun. It's fun to feel like you're mastering a skill, right? Like, I don't think people come to witchcraft with absolutely no intention to want to become a master at their craft, right? I hate this, like, narrative all of a sudden that, like, learning is somehow bad in the witch community. Like, ugh. So, no, we want to learn, right? So, like, learn, you know, and, like, get some friends together. If you're not sure, post it on our podcast Facebook group and be like, friends, fam, witches, I wanted to try a case study. Here's the spell. I'm stumped on this. What do you all think? I guarantee you're going to have, like, 10 responses in, like, 30 minutes because uh, people love to come together and kind of, like, brainstorm and share, you know? So you don't need, like, a big old coven. You don't need a big old circle. You don't even need to, like, you you need absolutely nothing, right? Um, but I'm sure, we, you know, you can learn and have other people help you, and it's just a good time. Learning's fun. I recently joined a book club. I don't know if I can talk about this. I don't know. I just do whatever I want, apparently. Um, I recently joined a book club and because a, um, a friend of mine asked me to join. He was like, hey, I'm joining this book club. I'd really like if, like, if like you did it too. And I was like, yeah, you're my little buddy. And I would really like to join the book club. So I joined the book club. And the book is on something I am just wildly unfamiliar with and maybe even slightly uncomfortable with, you know, but I'm going into it like, you know what, this is an opportunity to just learn something completely out of my wheelhouse magically, something I thought I would avoid forever with a 10-foot pole, something that is just not my vibe. However, I would like to learn more. I would like to learn the thought processes behind this thing. And I would love to learn um, maybe the ways they approach ritual or spell work and um, learning about it, even though I don't I don't think it'll become like a mainstay of my personal practice. Learning is just, uh, it keeps you young. It keeps you young. Learning. It's the best. I love it. Okay. All right. So we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give some shout outs. Let's see. I will say we are skipping our card poll right now because I had to put the cards up for reasons I will not get into. But I want to give a shout out to listener Vanessa. Vanessa, you pretty esoteric Valkyrie queen. Portia Bishop, you tenacious glittery oracle. Sarah H., you thoughtful, sophisticated gazelle, and River, you pretty scrumptious sunflower. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave, I do just want to give you a reminder. I'm going to do my best to get the podcasts done for this week. However, I am warning, I am, I am warning you, the heat is just really unbearable right now. So if we have some rewind episodes... I'm apologizing now. Um, thank you for being understanding. In the future, I don't know if maybe we'll take a summer break or if I'll just try really hard to like film summer episodes earlier. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I don't know how anyone's doing anything with this heat right now. So um, just don't be surprised. I'm, I'm going to try my best, but just... It might be a rerun, a, like a rerun week, okay? Uh, so that's it. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy 
and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>